Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everybody? Jim here. Um, Pirates lose 8-3. to three. Frustrating series. Um, not, uh, not a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Really sloppy game overall. But, uh, yeah, frustrating because you, you look at where this series was yesterday, halfway through the game. Mitch Keller's rolling. Um, you know, he's... He's uh he's he's got a lead. You turn that lead over to the bullpen. Bullpen blows it. Today, another game that you know, Rowanzi Contreras pitched okay, not great, but good enough for the Pirates again to like be in a position to win the game. And uh again, just kind of the offense stalling. They they can't they they you know haven't been able to execute really for, for this weekend. Uh like they haven't been able to execute for most of this month. Uh, and then on top of that, just incredibly sloppy baseball being played uh, in the field. The 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 kind of the glaring statistic today. Just want to read these off to you. There were three errors by the Pirates today, and there were five wild pitches. We can argue on a, on some of those on if they should have been wild pitches or if they should have been pass balls, but. Nonetheless, you take those three errors and those five wild pitches and you combine all of the free bases that the Diamondbacks got all out of those um, errors, 10. 10 free bases that the Diamondbacks received today that they just got. That's, that's 900 feet that they got on the base paths of, of just, of just free, free bases. And it doesn't matter what you're doing on the mound, at the plate. If you're giving up 900 feet, of free baseball uh, of free bases in a game like you're you're probably going to lose and that's what happened today eight to three Contreras goes five innings gives up three runs didn't look didn't look exactly as sharp um as you'd like to see him see uh like like to see him slider was missing uh the the home run in the first inning was kind of a slider right down the middle he did miss, I feel like, more bats today than he typically has been. Um, but, again, just kind of like a so-so outing for Contreras. He gets pulled after 83 pitches, 50 strikes. So, you know, threw a lot of strikes, did walk three batters, but only gave up three hits, three runs. When he left the game, it was 3-3. Three to three. Uh, So, 3-3 three, three ball game. Hand the ball over to your bullpen. Dowry Moretta immediately gets into some trouble, mostly because of uh, – of errors again in the field. He gives up an unearned run before giving way to Zestrizny. Zestrizny then gives up a run. I mean, all four Pirates relief pitchers today gave up a run, just not, not great execution in general by the bullpen. And they were not helped out by the defense. They were not helped out by Jason delay behind the plate. That was, that was kind of the, the reoccurring theme for the day um, is just, Poor catcher play. Jason DeLay, again, just runners being advanced on uh, on air throwing errors. There were, like I said, the five wild pitches, most of which 
quite frankly, he probably should have gotten, uh, you know, I don't even know how they rolled all five of those wild pitches. I probably would have said, you know, two or three, anything in the dirt. Yeah. A wild pitch. But if a ball just glances off of your glove and it's not in the dirt, that's a pass ball. That's on delay. And I think if you asked delay about a lot of those, he'd probably tell you that he should have had them. Um, let's get to a couple of the comments here. Wireless grape Santana needs a break. 37 year old man's tired. Yeah. I mean, he's, I will say this about Carlos Santana. I'm pretty sure like since 2009 or so, he, he has more games played than anybody in major league baseball. I'm pretty sure that's an accurate statement. Don't, don't check me on that, but I want to say that's true. <laughs> He's used to playing a lot of baseball. He's playing first base. I don't like Santana is not really the problem here, I think. And again, if you're taking Santana out, the only option there is probably Connor Joe to replace him with. Um, I, I get, I get wanting to give him a day off from time to time. The Pirates did have two off days throughout the, throughout the week last week. So that was another thing. Um, I do want to talk about this a lot because you know it was it was a it was a topic for discussion on the uh, on the broadcast, but more and more you're seeing um, catchers really across the league doesn't matter doesn't matter who, what, where, uh, they're on one knee when they're when they're receiving balls and we can argue all we want you know we're we we I mean all of us have watched a lot of baseball. It's pretty frustrating when a catcher doesn't block a ball in the dirt in particular when there's a runner on third base. And, and I think, you know, everybody's kind of entitled to their own opinion on this. I would actually like to see kind of like run values. I, I, I would like to see the math on it because clearly what's happened here is teams throughout major league baseball, all 30 of them, all like all of them, they've, they've decided that, the catcher setting up real low, right, especially with his glove, bringing it up, receiving the ball, pulling it up towards the zone. They've all decided that the value in setting up that way and catching the ball at the bottom of the zone and pulling it up is stealing more strikes and that those strikes that they steal are more valuable than the occasional wild pitch that leads to a run or an extra base. So I think it's a topic for debate, you know, definitely something that we can talk, definitely something that we can argue back and forth on. Um, you know, they said that if, if you played little league baseball, if you played high school baseball, you played college baseball all the way through, you know, that, you know, the catcher, they've got to like one way or another, they've got to stop balls in the dirt. Right. And when you go down on one knee like that, you're giving up a whole lot of your versatility back there. And quite frankly, those, those balls in the dirt, those 92 mile an hour sliders, those, those 97 mile an hour fastballs that just kind of get spiked into the ground. You don't have the time to react to those. And that's kind of what happened today is just delay was completely overwhelmed by, by the pitches. I said the five wild pitches. I can't remember a game where the pirates had, five wild pitches. It was just, just sloppy baseball. Key Brian Hayes had an error. Um, Moretta had an error that led to a run and some extra bases. And then delay to cap things off with the throwing error in the last inning. Didn't really cost anything, but at that point, but just another, just another game full of mistakes and uh, just frustrating ball game, frustrating series to say the least. 
couple more comments. Let's get to this. Let's see here. Jamie, we really found a way to lose today, unfortunately. Every mistake we could have made, we did. And the bats were poor, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100% there with Jamie. There were just... Like, every time the Pirates had a chance to make a play or execute while they were out in the field, they didn't. Uh, and the Diamondbacks were able to take advantage of all of that. Um, I can live with that struggle. Uh, middle relief and delay was sloppy. Yeah, again... Every single relief pitcher gave up a run. Nobody with a clean inning. They all gave up hits. Just a, a, a poor game in general. Um, Mark also, the power game has to step up. Got to have bats in Texas or we will get swept. Yeah, tomorrow um, on Starbucks, we'll definitely do a, a series preview there of the Texas series. Um, the Rangers are a team where those bats are on fire. So the pirates better come to play. Um, they, they're not going to win games scoring three runs against the Texas Rangers, especially when they're playing this sloppy um, defensively. Uh, Jamie first time since 2000 for wild for five wild pitches. Second time since 1901. So there you go. That just kind of goes to show just how bad <laughs> the pirates, the pirates defense was today. Again, 900 feet, 900 feet of bases just given to the Diamondbacks today. And I get the offense didn't do anything, but you're not going to win too many games doing that. Um, what else here? Johan Ramirez, the stuff looked good out of the bullpen today. He went two innings, but he was kind of all over the place. Command was shaky, walked the batter, gave up two hits. Just, yeah, no one, no one looked great. No one looked great. Moretta, Moretta seemed fine out there. The, the one hit that he gave up should have been an out if he would have you know, made, a, made a pretty good play there. Just a, this is a rough game all around. Middle infield, I do agree. Wireless grapes, middle infield deserves a gold, gold star. Um, really the only bright spot. So let, let's kind of touch on that. Uh, Rodolfo Castro probably made the best defensive play of the game on a ball. Uh, in the hole up the middle, backhanded it, covered a lot of ground, strong throw to first to nail a runner. Uh, and then Castro comes through with a uh, with a base hit in the fifth that helped lead to a Pirates run. And that actually helped set up to Capita Marcano, who his double in the fifth led to uh, led to most of the Pirates offense today, a two-run double that, that actually gave the Pirates the lead at one point. Um, actually, no, he tied it up. He tied it up at three in the fifth inning. And then really from that point on, once the Pirates tied it up at three, it was uh, it was rough. Uh, like I said, the, they, they couldn't get to the Diamondbacks bullpen at all. Uh, four hitless innings by the Diamondbacks bullpen. Pirates one through five today. Over three, over four, over three, over three, over four. And yet another game with no home run. Mark says Castro putting his bid in to be a full-time starter. Hey, I've made my I've made my opinions known on that one. I think I think Castro needs to be given some runway at second base, in particular against right-handed pitching. Um, this was his first start against a right-handed pitcher in at least two weeks. And I haven't I haven't counted, but it's been at least two weeks. 
So he, he looked good at the plate today. I mean, he, he did strike out twice, but the two balls he put in play were both hit hard, both over 100 miles per hour. And when you've got the, the alternative at second base being G1 Bay, who isn't feeling the position very well, isn't running the bases the way he should have been, uh, and isn't hitting the way he should be, you, I feel like you've just, with the way this offense is struggling, you've got to find a way to get Rodolfo Castro in the lineup as often as you can. Um, so, again, yeah, Castro, Marcano, definitely bright spots today. Connor Joe also, um, shout out to him. He uh, pretty much scored this first run of the game all by himself. Yeah, wireless grape. So May 4th, according to the broadcast. So that's, what, 17 days? 17 days since the last time Castro started against a righty. Um, Connor Joe in the first inning drew a walk. Uh, then he moved to third on an error um, on an attempted pickoff and then later scored on a wild pitch. So he uh, he made some stuff happen there in the second inning. Uh, he also got a hit in that fifth to start things off. It was really back-to-back-to-back hits. Joe Castro Marcano in the fifth inning that led to the, the bulk of this offense today. And those ended up being the only hits of the game. So again, just another game where the offense just sputters for, for a large majority of it. Eight innings today where the Pirates did not collect a hit. I want to talk more about Contreras, but in the pitching staff, but like, again, at the end of the day, it just goes back to, You've got to make the plays in the field and you can't just, you can't, the bats just can't go completely silent for huge patches of the game uh, like they did. So yeah, eight innings today where the Pirates offense did not collect a hit, just not great. Um, Jamie with a question here, do you believe it'll be June until Henry and Endy? or is the performance of the team currently putting pressure on the front office? Um, I don't think this front office is much concerned with how, uh, how fans feel about their, their play. I think the pirates went into this season with a game plan. And I think if, uh, if we didn't see that mindset shift after starting 20 and eight and saying, okay, we're 20 and eight, let's really capitalize on this thing. Let's, you know, the, the division's struggling. The Cardinals are struggling. Let's go for the jugular. If they weren't willing to do it at that point, they're not going to be willing to do it right now. That's kind of my my thoughts there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Just got to hang around 500 until Cruz comes back. Yeah, I mean, ideally, that's that's what you're hoping for. I, I think you want to you want to try to play 500 ball. <laughs> you know, you were you were really hoping that after that 20 and eight start, you just you play 500 from that point forward, and then Cruz comes back, and next thing you know, you're on pace for 85 plus wins, and you're and you're fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year. I, I'm not I'm not quite sure the direction this team's going to take. The depth has obviously been a huge issue. And not only has the depth been a huge issue, but the lack of willingness of the front office to to promote its best hitters and, and play its best hitters. So you can you can argue, and and I'll, I will hear your argument that Andy Rodriguez and and Henry Davis may not be ready to catch every day in the major leagues. You can you can have that argument with me, and I will 
I will say, you know what? I, I, I can see that. I can see that argument, but the bat, like Henry Davis in particular, his bat could be used and is very, very heavily needed right now. Um, Cause this offense, it's sputtering. It's sputtering. There were a few guys who were real hot to start the year. And most of those guys have now cooled off significantly here in May. So we're just not seeing the consistency out of the bats that we need to. Um, what else here do we have in the comments? Um, two home run swings by Brian Reynolds that got to deep outfield. Oh, yeah. I mean, Reynolds, again, just especially from the left side of the plate. I mean, the, the home run that he hit earlier in the series was from the right side of the plate. Hasn't hit a homer from the left side of the plate in over a month month of about like six weeks or so. So I'm not Brian Reynolds is one of those guys where like, I'm not going to get concerned over him. Yeah. You definitely want to see him step up in certain situations where the pirates desperately need, need someone to step up Uh, long-term, you know, even short-term for the season, like Brian Reynolds is probably going to be fine. He usually is going to be fine. It's May 21st. I don't know if you guys remember or not, but uh, every single year in June, Brian Reynolds just all of a sudden becomes like Mickey Mantle. Uh, <laughs> I want to actually look up his June numbers here. Um, while I'm looking that up here. Yeah, I'm not panicking. I was reading some more comments. I'm not panicking, just more in awe with how consistently the man is hitting warning track fly balls. Yeah. So, I mean, really what that just shows me is it means he's close. Like he's, he's hitting the ball hard. He's, he's just off by like a centimeter. Um, June numbers for Brian Reynolds, by the way, first career, he's a uh, 358 batting average, 418 OBP, 596 slugging, a 171 weighted runs created plus. So, uh, June's around the corner, so there's just something about June that he loves to hit in. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens there. Hopefully he picks things back up and he's hitting like he was that first week of the year. Uh, Jamie, I think Rowanzi and Ortiz need to be encouraged to use their velocity more. They seem nervous on the mound trying to find command. I prefer if they just try and blow people away like last year. Um, yeah, I mean, pitch mix today. Contreras threw... He threw 83 pitches. Um, he did throw quite a bit of his fastball, 43 fastballs, 52% fastballs, um, 33% sliders. I will say big difference today as opposed to Contreras' last start. A lot of curveballs thrown last start. Um, really did not go to that too often today. Only threw seven curveballs today. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras. So, um, but I want to say that that fastball usage, 52% fastball usage for the year, he's right around 40% fastball. So he threw a lot more fastballs today than he typically, than he typically does. Um, what else here? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, uh, I don't know what, what this is, but that stat line doesn't, Really make any sense, Bucko Mike? Five innings pitched, five hits, zero earned runs, nine runs. Are you saying there were nine, nine unearned runs? I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, Mark, Texas is going to be a crucial series. Got to get hits. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, again, guys, we'll have uh, we'll have Starbucks. We'll talk a lot about the Texas series uh, tomorrow morning, Donardo and I. Um, today, again, though, just letting this series slip away. You get you kind you kind of felt like you stole the win on Friday against Zach Allen, and then you had Mitch Keller going on Saturday. He looked great, handed a win over to the bullpen, and the bullpen just couldn't shut the door. And then today was your was your chance to kind of steal the series. Uh, with a win against Merrill Kelly and yeah, between the sloppy play on the, on the defensive side of the ball and the lack of, of hitting, you know, consistent, consistently on offense, just not a, uh, not getting it done. So pirates, pirates drop eight to three. They lose the series. This actually, the Diamondbacks become the first team that the pirates have a losing record against in the national league. Um, it's kind of a crazy stat there, but uh, first team with a losing record against in the National League, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, so Pirates are 24 and 22 now. They are staying at home for this Texas series. So they've got three games against the Rangers, who again have just been smacking the ball all over the place. So we'll see how. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Ortiz, Rich Hill, and Oviedo on the mound. What else? 24 and 22, second in the NL Central. That's about all I got. Thanks, guys, for uh, for hopping in here in the post-game show. Um, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Wireless. Thank you, everybody, for, for the comments while, uh, while I hold this down solo. Um, that'll do it for today, though. Appreciate you all. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.